0: Hey, can you hear me?
1: Invite to speak. There you go. We got one guest. I don't know who the guests are.
0: Hello? I hear you. Awesome. So what exactly is this platform? Well, this platform is just like an open dialogue. Like people
1: do podcasts or they talk about all kinds of shit around here. So anyway, you can talk about anything you want. There's a vibe room session. That's what my session is. You can talk about anything, open dialogue, open minded. Uh, we can debate. We you know anything like that you want to do, we do That's what the vibe.
0: Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I was just listening to your Kyle Rittenhouse podcast, so I thought that I'd give my input. Um so I recently saw on facebook it was a quote i was just scrolling through it was a quote by stephen colbert i don't know if you know who that is but he's uh he's a talk show host basically so i guess that makes him an expert in self-defense um but he said he said i don't know whether or not kyle rittenhouse is guilty or innocent but if he is innocent then we should change the laws or, or some variation of what yeah, I agree with a loss. So, so, basically, so basically, he believes that he knows enough about this case that whether or not Kyle broke the law, he believes now that the law should be changed so that in the future, if the exact situation was to be replicated, Kyle Rittenhouse would be breaking the law. I think it's important, though, to understand the most basic definition of self-defense and understand how that applies to, um, to everyday life and how it should apply, what, what is a basic inali- inalienable right that humans should have, right? And so what I believe, and I think that most people across the board would believe, that self-defense should be the ability to protect yourself at any cost. If your life is at risk in the most simplest of terms, like, do you, would you agree with that?
1: So what you're saying is I can go around starting drama that if I feel, if I feel harm's way, I can, I can shoot to protect myself, even though I started it.
0: Well, no, not, not, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So just at the basic, the basic level of self-defense, would you agree that it should be defined as being able to protect your life at any cost if your life is in danger regardless of what any laws say we're like just on a moral standpoint do you think that it is moral or the moral definition of self defense should be that it doesn't matter what what's what the circumstances are if somebody is trying to attack you you should be able to protect yourself i
1: agree i agree in a certain sense so yeah i'll say yeah
0: okay so if we so if we take that basic definition and we just apply it to the Kyle Rittenhouse case and we see that what it's coming down to a lot for a lot of people is that they're just upset that the laws that were already in place didn't happen to apply to Kyle Rittenhouse so at that point you have to ask yourself well what is it about this case that's bothering so many people because what cuz regardless what we know is that if those people hadn't tried to attack Kyle Rittenhouse, they wouldn't have been shot, plain and simple. Um, so if if we look at that and we ask ourselves, why do we feel the need to then prosecute a 17-year-old kid who's simply trying to survive? Then we have to look, like what you were talking about in your podcast, how it's become a political issue. I think that that is dangerous in the sense that we are now trying to hang a man for something he sh- that should never have been in question he should always have he should never be in a situation where he has to doubt whether or not his next steps will be legal it shouldn't matter if 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 it's something he has to do to survive then we sh- then he shouldn't have to worry about whether or not he'll then have to go to trial for it mm
1: Mm, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think so.
0: <laughs> so what do you think then?
1: Well like I said on the podcast, it's like I take it back as a critical thinking at the at the time. First of all, I blame the mom for the situation. This is what I call it. She trying to put a son. I don't care if his dad lives there, yada yada yada. It it doesn't make it doesn't add up. Like it doesn't add up to me. And so informally and uh, informality is what I'm gonna say is that I don't agree at all with that. I feel like he put himself in a dangerous situation. He I, it, it just come down to it. he put himself in a dangerous situation that he did not need to be there. Period. And uh, the law protected him. You know, he how the the law written up inside Wisconsin, You know, the Wisconsin gun law and like everything is like it was like the charges that were faced against him were set in, set in stone to fit that scenario. So it's like they're riding on the thin, thin gray line is what I'm saying. It's like.
0: So what would you like the laws to have said then, just out of curiosity, would you have liked the laws to say, oh, we're going to keep it the same. But on the on the off chance that you yourself put yourself in the situation in which you required self-defense now, now you no longer have the right to protect yourself.
1: It's like. It needs to be something. It needs to be a law put in place that no matter, you know, no matter what situation, you should be able to protect yourself. He did. You know what I'm saying? He did. He did protect himself. He just didn't put him in a situation. But sometimes people can't help the situation at the end. You get what I'm saying? It's like, say, the one situation I had. I had a situation a couple of weeks ago. It's where a guy came to my door. To my door. My home. My family. You know what I'm saying? Started talking outside of his neck, calling me the N-word, threatened my family. You get what I'm saying? People, a lot of people told me to shoot. A lot of people told me to pull him in and whoop his ass. You know what I'm saying? They told me to do that. I didn't do that, but at that moment, they had the right to self defend myself. Yeah. And if I did self defend myself, would, would, would the cops come here and understand that it's self defense, or would they label him as an antagonizer, or would they let or would they label me as an antagonizer? See the situation with Kyle is, to me in my opinion, he's antagonizing because, like I said, if you was there for medic and all, if you was there for medic, you could have stayed at your post for the one if you was there if you were there you could have said at your post you could have had your minute you could have been doing like grabbing people that are passing out yada 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 whatever you could have been doing that you could have been a civilian that's when that you know a uh a, a, a good samaritan that way then he said he broke his rifle because he didn't he didn't want shit to go down so that mean he anticipated for shit to go down all right so just him going in a situation is like intent to harm someone Any other, any so, other situation? Okay, so anybody else any other situation that would have happened they would have said the exact same thing that I've said on the podcast that the next people have said on, on their podcast or hope TV host they have said the same thing if it was the next if it was somebody else in that exact same situation they would have brought it in court as why did you go here what was your purpose to go here? Yada 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 boop 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 boop. It'd have been it they'd have nailed that shit. The prosecutor was for me bullshit. I feel like it's a sham. All this case bullshit was a sham.
0: That's what I think. But So the issue that I have with that is is um is that he, the media had already come up with this narrative that he was some kind of a white supremacist, that he was there to not I don't I don't think that. I don't think that, that and I don't think that you think that, but the media didn't rest um, and they went, they went very hard on the idea that he was simply there to disrupt the Black Lives Matter um, riot or the protest that turned into a riot later on. And um, what, what in reality happened was that, like you said, he did, he did go for, he wanted to provide medical aid, um, which I don't think, granted, it was a stupid idea. And I don't think that he is fully happy with what happened. I don't think he's sitting around thinking, man, I'm sure glad I went into Kenosha that night. Like, I think he knows it was a mistake to go. But the issue is that there was still a lot of chaos going on that night. And he wanted, it wasn't, he had the best of intentions in the sense that he wanted to go provide medical help. He wanted to, I mean, he was putting out dumpster fires and stuff and yeah, he brought his gun on the off chance. Yeah, I think that,
1: that he'd done that. He turned out dumpster fires. He's helped people. I've seen, I've seen that side of that.
0: Right. So he brought his gun on the off chance that something was to go wrong, which, you know, that's why we that's why we have open carry guns or concealed carry guns Is we do that. We bring those with us on the off chance that something goes wrong. And so we can't say that him simply because really, if you think about it, the only way that anyone could argue that he was instigating that was by the simple fact that he had a gun, but he wasn't. I mean. He wasn't even the only person in the altercation that went down that had a gun. The person that pulled a gun on him first clearly had a gun, and he wasn't.
1: He had a gun, and he was a felon.
0: Yep. And so, I mean, it's like if he bring his gun, and then that guy pointed his gun at him, he would feel really stupid. So you would think to yourself, "Well, dang! If only he had brought a gun." And so, the, and the problem I have with that is that people use the the oh he shouldn't have ever been there" excuse as okay. So let's say he went there. Let's say he realizes really early on, which is also very possible, that he shouldn't have been there. And then is he supposed to, at that point, just let the people who are attacking him kill him because, oh, well, I, I, I shouldn't have come here. I could get in trouble for being here. So now I'm just going to let these people kill me. Like he doesn't he still it doesn't take away the fact that he doesn't have any other option but to proceed the way that he did. I mean, he did try to people say, oh, he should have tried to get out of the situation. That's how self-defense works. You're required to try and leave the situation before you use deadly force. But we've seen on video repeatedly that he did exactly that. He tried to run away. They chased him down, you know, and so it seems that the entirety of America is is misinformed. Even even people on the right. A lot of people just don't understand exactly what it is that happened because, I mean, the trial is only two hours long. They could they could watch it. but. But the issue that I have then with the first statement of of oh he put himself in that dangerous situation, so he doesn't have a right to to self defense or anything like that. It's it's very it's a very dangerous line to walk because you know people have been saying for years uh, in other situations like when certain women will go to a a party or they'll dress kind of slutty and, and then they'll end up getting raped.
1: I had that person. Uh, I had a guy. The first time he did a podcast on this case, he brung it up, and I was like, "Yeah." And inside the courthouse, they used that. Oh, she should never brought She should never brung herself in a situation. She, she, it's her fault. She did this. She did. She dressed that way. She provoked. She provoked him to hurt her. You get what I'm saying? So get, not so Right, it's,
0: and they do, and they do. It's a nine the nine the people ten. who defend. But the issue is that the people who are bringing that up in the courthouse are the people who are defending the rapists. And we as a society know and, and I would hope that we have all come to the conclusion that no matter what the situation is, it is never it is never the woman's fault for getting raped. It doesn't matter if she's walking around butt ass naked. That's not an invitation to get raped. Right. So just in, in the same sense as Kyle Rittenhouse, just exactly. because he made the stupid no. decision to go to Kenosha. And I will admit it was a stupid decision for him to go. But just because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time does not mean that he is at all at fault because the facts of the matter are if those people had not tried to attack him, they would not be dead. And so everybody can say this, this or that. But the facts are, if they didn't want to die, they shouldn't have thought that it was a good idea to attack a 17 year old kid with a gun in the same way that a rapist is always going to be at fault because he can just simply not rape people.
1: So and then people bring up this, this point. I like that point that you I like the point that you that you said. I get I get with that. I can agree with what you're saying in certain aspects. My thing is this he went there for a black a Black Lives Matter protest. Okay. The Black Lives Matter protest, the BLM protesters, the the, the uh demonstrators and all that already was already gone. They was already leaving. So if he wanted to help out with the protests and the stuff that was burning buildings that are burning and stuff like that, he should have went there to, in the beginning. Right? But the BLM supporters didn't have any weapons. So now I'm going to switch it on you. Didn't have any weapons. There was a group of people that were frustrated about the situation mm-hmm. I had with, with uh, Jacob like uh, Jake Blake or Jacob Blake and the situation with the police. So they went down there to su- support the loss and situation. Right? Mm-hmm. Then you have one thing talking getting a little bit rowdy, people started, you know, you've seen the videos. I don't really, I don't think I've seen not one Black Lives Matter supporter, like the real support of the real group, start a record, start like throwing shit, stop throwing Molotovs and, and bricks and stuff like that. I don't, I didn't watch tons of videos and I didn't really see that. I saw a lot of, let me see the, the right word to say.
0: Well, and that's why I agree with you that – well, I don't know if you said this or not, but I, I don't think that this particular issue is a black or white issue because it is very clear in the videos. Whether you're left-wing or right-wing, you should be able to acknowledge the simple fact that while it did take place at a Black Lives Matter protest, it was a group of white criminals that started the riot. It was, it was a group of really, really bad yeah, people that's what, that were just happened to be at the protest. Yeah, I don't so, know if they were in support of Black Lives Matter or not. Okay.
1: I don't know. I don't think they will see my point is this. I don't think they will support uh they was in support of the Black Lives Matter. Because all the Black Lives Matter supporters are already gone by the time everything happened. And by everything happened, Calvin is hard. He just got he just got there at that time. So to me, so at to me right. is this. He already he's he's watching. The parents are watching. They already know what's going on. So they already know what's going on. Everybody has TV. Everybody has phones. Everybody has tablets. Everybody has computers. Everybody has whatever. Everybody knows exactly what's going on in the Kenosha, Wisconsin. They all know. Every single person knows. So you still tell me that a group of I'm gonna say the right I'm gonna say a group of the right decide to create a Facebook post, and say that they need help down down. You know, what was the street name? I forgot the street name. Somebody asked. I'm going to go take a look right quick. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to take a look. Give me one second. I think it was Sedona, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I think they'll, yeah, they'll push up on the, on the Sedona street. So, like I said, they already knew what was going on. So, that is a cano. 20 some miles out, 20, maybe a good 15, maybe a good 20 minutes away. We don't know. I don't know for sure. I'm not going to look it up. I think i looked it up before, but I'm not going to really do that. So anyway, 25 minute drive. I'm going to say that whatever you go to your dash, okay. You expecting all this stuff to happen. You already know, you already know what the protest is. You already know it's violent down there. You already know. So you're expecting something's going to happen, expecting you, whatever. So even if you, you know you're going to protect yourself, this man and pulled a weapon on you, you shot. Okay. At that time, still critical thinking. And that's what I said on my podcast. Is at that time, I know something's happening. I know I defend myself. And you, and you still know like the law. Even though he's 17 years old, he said he wanted to be a, a, a police officer and he wanted to be EMT or whatever like that. So you, you know. Certain laws, uh, certain trainings, stuff like that. You know. So even my family's in the military, you know, so they know warning shot. This is exactly what I said on the podcast. This guy put the gun out into you. Uh, well, he shot. He saw the video. I don't think he he didn't he didn't pull a gun out on him, aim at his head. He pulled the gun out. Kyle was already ahead of him. The one guy was in front of him. Kyle's running. The guy pulled out a gun. He's in the back of Kyle, and he shoots. He actually shots. He shots in the air. You can see the video. He shoots in the air. Pia. You get what I'm saying? That's a warning shot. That is the, my next shot. I'm coming for you. You get what I'm saying? That's what. That's what the first guy did. Many, if you don't see that video. I can show you that video. I can even show you that the video that the court, uh, not that court, that the Rittenhouse lawyer edit. So it's a lot of foodie shit, but I can show you the video. Okay. So the guy took his, his handgun out. Like he said he did on like he said he did it on the stand, took his gun out, he shot in the air, like he said on the stand. Pow. He didn't shoot the second time. You hear the video, it's five shots. He shot one time. Pow. Then you see Kyle Rittenhouse take off. Then you see the other guy that's chasing him, and then Kyle turns around. The guy throws a bag. It ain't no chain. It ain't a mortar. It ain't a bottle. It is a bag. And you zoom into the bag, if you zoom into the video, you see that some chips. And like it like some cans. So yeah, you get hit in the head, it's gonna hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna fight out, it's gonna hit you. You're gonna might not be days, but it's gonna be like you going it's gonna make you mad. You get what I'm saying? So the bag, he threw the bag at him. It didn't, it didn't hit so, it Hold did, on it the didn't bag hit real him. It didn't hit Kyle. Ripped you know what, what I'm saying? It didn't hit, he just threw it in his direction. Kyle turned around and left out four shots. If he wanted to self-defense, you know, by law, critical thinking at time, one shot. So you can shoot one, two. Take off running. Because he going he gonna to feel it, bro. He going to feel that, that shot. I don't know if you've ever been shot, but he going to feel that one, two shot. That's a warning shot. If every ROTC uh, cadet training, yada, 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 and they can all back me up, they know. They know this bylaw. They know that one, two shot is a warning shot. So he said he shot him four times. Then he run again, and then you see him shot two more times. That is is five. That is five, four or five shots. and and you see the video in, like, a good 10 to 30 seconds in between. You hear it. <coughs> Yeah, hold on. <coughs> you hear it. And that's, and that's the original video. So at that time, and then when he realized he shot the guy, he pulled his phone out. So he didn't go straight to the cops. He didn't run to the cops or whatever. He pulled his phone out. He said that he was going to try to, he called, he was calling nine one. He realized that he shot someone. And everybody's like, you shot, you shot, you shot. You see on the video, he's behind the building pulling his phone out. Then he proceeds to run. You know what I'm saying? He proceeds to run. Then that's when he's running, they're chasing him. He falls. Boop. Nobody hit him. He falls like a scary movie. Oh, shit, I'm going to fall like a white girl and fell. Then he fell, and a guy comes across of him and hits him with his skateboard once or twice. Okay. At that time... You have, the, you have your rifle in your hand. You got some guy trying to pull him. You know what I'm saying? He shot. Cool. I think in that instant I would have shot. I, me instant. Or I would have took the gun and butted his ass. Or whatever like that. I would have tried to defend myself at the time. Because, look, I am falling. I'm getting hit with a motherfucking skateboard. You hear what I'm saying? I'm getting hit with a motherfucking skateboard on the ground. And the guy trying to pull my gun. Cool. Blew, blew the dude arm off. That that guy? feel like it's self-defense. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is fits. He hit him with a skateboard, trying to pull his gun. Cool. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to shoot. Fire. I'm going to shoot too. Okay? So that's the instance that I was saying on the podcast. It's critical thinking. Common sense. How the, how the original video led up, I see why people said that he was a murderer. You know what I'm saying? Now you watch the other videos that the prosecutors and them got, that video is 100% edited. A 1,000% edited Photoshop. It left out so many key parts. You get what I'm saying? It made him look like it was self-defense. Go watch the original video the night of when everything was going down. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't look that way. It's a bag of chips, bro. I'm not going to kill you with a bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? I'm a protester that's upset using my voice because somebody in my neighborhood got shot by police officers again when a nation is already divided because black men are dying in the hands of police. You know what I'm saying? So we're already restless. But they did not bring the weapons in the beginning. And a group, and a group was brought up because they felt like that somebody was going to destroy so. the city before the protest even, like people didn't even to come to the protest. So to me, this is already planned. And the black pro you can see the Black Lives Matter protesters leaving. And this anarchy group, which I call them, anarchy militia came in and they got an anarchy militia going against an actual militia. You know what I'm saying? The guys come here shooting the booty. They got their guns, they got they they, they uh, jet not jet They got that damn uh, thing, the uh, bulletproof bulletproof guards on, and you know, they come they, they ready to go. And they got the officers, and then I blame the officers. I blame the officers out of anybody. Because they didn't do anything.
0: So, so let me unpack yeah. a little bit of what you said. Because there was a lot there. But um, so I think I want to I want to start by with the, with the first guy. And the first guy um, shot. Watched, he said shoot me. Doesn't mean he said shoot me. the video as well. So the issue when it comes to warning shots is I don't know the law in, in every single state. But in most states, warning shots are not only not required. Yeah, I can. And, and
1: Wisconsin it. is quiet for one warning
0: shot. We look at the logs. T- oh, okay. So, all right. So let's say that it is. But the facts are that some. I mean, he's a 17-year-old kid. He's he thinks his life is at danger, and we're supposed to believe that in the moment he's supposed to remember that he's supposed to fire a shot off first. That he may not, in the moment, realize he has time for because when you make that decision that that's, that somebody is coming after your life, I mean. You have to assess the situation. And at the time, it's completely possible that he has figured out, I don't have time to fire off a warning shot. I don't have time to, to try to see if they'll back down. They're attacking me right now. So I have to so
1: defend he had myself. had a time to right. shot four, f- shoot four times, to me, it's a of force. Even if he didn't have time, you still have a time to shoot. Literally, critical things. Excessive force, though,
0: is, is kind of irrelevant, though, when you're talking about he, his intent was to kill him. I mean, once he's dead, you can't exceed death. And so the fact is, is that He's a scared kid. He said self-defense. Held a, so his attempt, his no. to death. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. So he was a scared kid who held his finger on the trigger a little too long, and so I feel like what happened is is that we are we're so we as a as a country have felt the need to prosecute him so badly that that at this point we really are just stretching for things that he that he did wrong it doesn't in the in the scheme of things matter whether or not he fired a warning shot it doesn't in the scheme of things matter if he fired too many shots because the simple facts are his life was a danger and he was scared so he he pulled the trigger and as far as the first guy goes I mean in 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 most states if you fire a warning shot it can be used as in court as um as force or or intent to harm which means that if that guy who fired his first shot was in the wrong, I mean, he's now already giving Kyle Rittenhouse a reason to shoot him. But instead, Kyle Rittenhouse runs away like he was like you know like it's it's advised. And the moment the moment that the person took one single step in Kyle Rittenhouse's direction, chasing after him, he is now putting Kyle Rittenhouse at risk because it is clear that he is not backing down. He sees the gun. So it's not like this guy didn't know there wasn't a chance he was going to get shot. So we talk about how Kyle Rittenhouse put himself in, in that situation. So he's in the wrong, but this guy or the people that he shot were also not only supposed to be, they're not supposed to be rioting and tearing shit apart. They're probably all on probation. They could probably go back to jail. If they had survived, they probably would have gone back to jail. Had they been arrested because they, they're breaking probation or they're, Heck, they so were, they were all I think when
1: people i think when people, and that's another thing that pissed me off. so just because people are outside protesting peaceful protesting because that's a legal right just because people are people uh peaceful protesting they have to be
0: felonies they have to be no i'm saying these specific people were criminals and they were the ones rioting so i'm not talking about the blm protest the blm protest was completely legal but these people who were tearing up the place were not doing that legally it's not legal to tear down a city it's not legal to dumpsters on yeah, fire.
1: yeah yeah it's not legal it's, yeah. it's,
0: yeah, I agree. With you. And yeah. so Kyle Rittenhouse, at, at, at this time, he was not breaking any laws by being there. He wasn't rioting. He wasn't tearing anything down. It was a stupid decision to go there, but he wasn't breaking any laws. Yeah, I, ne- yeah, I never said
1: he was breaking a law. Well, I never said he was breaking
0: the- but the issue is that these people were also putting themselves in danger because they can clearly see Kyle's gun. It was not hidden, it wasn't a concealed pistol that they didn't know about. They could see his gun. They had all, They had just been rioting. They were 100%. Not supposed to be there either. And then, not only after seeing the gun, they proceed to chase him. There is no possibility that they didn't even consider the fact that if they chase him, they might die, and they chose to do it anyways. So, and it's just like any other, you know, self-defense in case. In, the sense in that,
1: that sense, yeah, that is called being preventful. Uh, I, I have many people in my life that told me to be preventful from things, and that sense, yeah, you have to assess, you have to evaluate the situation. You have to, is a risk, risk. I get, I agree with that 100%. And I think, I think you heard, I think you heard me talk about that in the, in the way in the, uh, in there. If I, if I bring it on, if I bring it up about common sense and critical thinking, it's on both, on both sides, both parties, especially for the first guy saying, kill me, nigga, kill me, nigga. You know, he, he said it on video, shoot me, shoot me, even though he had no weapons in his hand, but he did say, shoot me, towards, uh, towards the the militia it wasn't even towards Kyle it was towards the the militia at the time but he did say shoot me and I'm not-
0: and the issue that i have though is that a lot of people are trying to 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 do whatever they can to not look at this face value when in reality this is is this is a pretty open and shut case i get that he's like i said uh he he shouldn't have been there but the the facts are i mean i had somebody uh argue with me literally yesterday um they said uh, oh, you think that you think that hitting someone in the head with a skateboard is an attack? And they thought that that was like a smart thing to say. They thought they were like, they thought that was a gotcha moment. I'm like, um, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Hitting somebody Before in the head with a skateboard he, is an it's, attack. It's, a,
1: it's an attack. You hit somebody you hit somebody. A skateboard can be used as a weapon. The
0: facts you can hit somebody
1: hard and kill them. Hundreds so of thousands of people die year round
0: from blunt force objects, Ob- random objects that you wouldn't think are weapons. The, it, it's true, a skateboard is not a weapon. But the moment that someone tries to use it as a weapon, it is a weapon. So the moment that that skateboard is even swung, it doesn't even have to connect with him. The moment that skateboard is even swung at Kyle Rittenhouse, that skateboard has become a weapon. I mean, I mean, has anybody watched Clue? or played the, uh, the game Clue, none of the weapons are guns. I think maybe one of them is a gun, but all of them are like blunt force objects that they just hit people in the head with. A candlestick can be a weapon. And so the facts are that, yes, he 100% attacked Kyle Rittenhouse. That is indisputable. We know this. The guy who pulled a gun on Kyle Rittenhouse, he's lucky he's not. I mean, he's the one who was the most open and shut. for The most for open and shut, exactly. That's a- and he's the only one that survived
1: that's what we're talking about uh on there too like i said i'm not the type of person like and like i said on the podcast if you heard i'm we're not here to prosecute anybody this is things that we would have talked about and uh you know things that we'd have talked about uh a lot of people have different angles and i like to talk about it you know makes me the more i know the more educated i can be and then that can we can use that and educate the next dinner you know the next group of people the next community the next yada 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 so this is why i do this it's to Get it from both sides, and you can chew me out. People can chew me out. I'm still gonna throw facts at you. I'm still gonna go back with you one on one, and then uh, we can sign off to disagree or agree. A lot of things that you said, I agree. Uh, some things I don't. Like I said, I don't. Dis- I, I'm still on offense about. Um, I think I will be on the fence about just because I experienced it different in a situation. Like not this situation, but I experienced it different. Just. By the color, I, you know who the color, like what color I am. You know what I'm saying. So I see both sides. I don't think I can ever do that. I don't care. I don't care if I'm being a good Samaritan. And people know me out here uh, on the West Coast. And if I go out outside and I got no weapons, and I try to go help people, they're like, well, "What you here for?" And I get shot. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a lot of a lot of things that if I'd have done that in that situation, it would have ended differently. Like I told you, I, one example I showed you. Uh, I showed you on the picture. I started the protest last year with the whole George Sword George Floyd situation, and uh, it was peaceful. The first protest was peaceful. We marched, we, you know we marched uh, around the police station. We marched, you know, around the, the boulevard and all that stuff like that. And uh, then the next one got pretty big. We had, uh, you know, more. We had Trump supporters, uh, and people don't understand. That I was actually a Trump supporter, so I didn't understand why they was like fighting against us. At the time, but then I realized it. And so I was in a situation where I would take this little girl's life, you know? And nobody talks about that a lot, and I really, and I really don't care about it, but she, she knows who she is, and the family knows who they are. And I had no weapon. I actually brought in some slippers. I was in some, in some, je- in some jockey pants, some slippers, and stuff like that the first, the first time. And uh, we get into it with the Trump supporters. You know, they started getting the group, the Trump supporter group out here got big. The, the BIM supporters out here, we ain't that big. We probably, like, I think the first day, we was, like, 200 people. Third day, the second day, I think it was, like, 60. Then the third day after that, like, the, the third day, it was when they all, everything happened. I think it was, like, a group of 40. But they had, like, 250-plus people with guns, with weapons, with, with body suits on. And we, we just regular civilians with Dixie shirts on, Black Lives Matter shirts on, and I sign, and we yelling. I got a blowhorn in my hand. That's what I got. And I was in some shorts, in the blue shirt, and I had my hair done, It's mirrors. That's all I had. No weapon, even don't have weapons, but I had no weapon on me. And uh, I pressed, the, I pressed the, the crosswalk, and I was like, hey, we're going to sit in the middle of the street for nine seconds. You know, they wanna, the police want to sit on him for nine seconds. We're going to sit in the middle of the street, just rough, flat traffic, if you guys want to say. But we're going to do it the right way. When the light hit green, I mean, uh, red, we go middle of the street, nine seconds. We, we have to make it across the street before the time will go off. So they can't say we disrupting traffic. You get what I'm saying? I was smart. A new situation. So we did it. We did it like a good four or five times. The Trump supporters started getting rowdy, saying that we would disrespect some traffic flow or whatever like that. We didn't We didn't uh, interrupt traffic flow. What? We didn't interrupt traffic flow or anything. Uh, We didn't interrupt uh, traffic flow or anything like that. Uh, it was just normal. Kept going, people hung, they you know supporting us. Some people supporting the Trump supporters whatever like that. So we walk across, I was like, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? We're gonna go across the, side. We're gonna, we're gonna walk across the street and we're gonna, uh, we're gonna try to mingle with the Trump supporters. I wanna understand why they're here or why they're going against us. You get what I'm saying? I wanna know, cause I'm not here to, against them. I'm here for George Floyd. I'm here for the black community getting hurt by the hands of the police. This is why I'm here. I don't know what you guys are here for, so I'm gonna go over there and see what you guys are here for. So I went over there by myself. That they all got rowdy. I'm in a group. I'm in a circle. If I got stabbed or shot, I'd have been dead. Cause I'm in. A, I'm. It's me in the circle for the Trump supporters. And they all. It's, it's, and I'm. I'm not gonna call them no uh, uh, out of their name, but it's 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 the other side that they don't like black people. You know what I'm saying? And that's the first day I realized racism was in Utah. I was like, oh snap! It's me and I hope that they racist. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? We, I should live here. I've been here since 2015. I ain't no college kid. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no... I, I have a family here. I have roots here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like you. I got a Dixie spirit just like you. But I'm here just for George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for George Floyd. This black man got killed in the hands of a black... Uh, hands of police officers, And I'm tired of my people being killed by people like you. And what you mean by people like you? I mean, white supremacists, racist, bigot, bigotry, ignorant, people like you. So just like that, they got all mad. And I said, and you're mad at me for using my voice. And you have a weapon. And I ain't scared of your weapon. So just like that, I'm not scared of your weapon. You're more terrified of me using my voice than you just had to bring a weapon. In front of 40,000 fucking kids here. That's what it's like that. You got, I mean, not 4,000, 40 kids. They're, and they're teenagers. They're not full grown men like me. I think it was me and a couple of people that were grown, but they were teenagers. Some kids in, middle, in, uh, in, uh, in, in college. Some of them, not that much. But some of them. And you got full grown men and, and grown women with weapons. Cause we had to the protest. Talk to them just like that. I said, I'm going to continue to do what I got. And you guys continue. You guys do what you got to do. But I'm going to let right. you know I'm not scared of your weapon. And then so a little girl came across the street with us. They started coming towards where I was at because they got rowdy. And, they, you know, they tried to protect me or whatever. And I said, no, you don't need to protect me. <laughs> I've got it. If God tells me I got to go home today, then I got to go home. But I'm not, scared of, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of their weapons. Well, we have the right to have our weapons. We have the right to yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission bullshit. I know my law. I have weapons, too. I just don't have a me. Because there's no reason for me to bring a weapon here. I still want to understand why the, you want to bring a weapon to a peaceful protest. We didn't rowdy. We didn't burn the building. We ain't, we ain't throw spray, spray paint. We didn't do anything. We are just shouting our voices out because we're tired and we're using our voice. So you decided to bring a weapon. So I just want to understand why you wanted to bring a weapon to a peaceful protest. Yeah, you have the right. You have the right to bear arms. You have the right to carry. You, you, yeah. But what's the reason? So then, the little girl gets in, the little girl gets hyphy, starts, You know, starts speaking her piece, yelling, "White right, supremacy, yada yada," getting in the face. What you do, you know, in his face. He could say, "Okay, you get out my face, or push her off, or whatever." He didn't. Instead, a woman took out her gun because she felt like she had the right to take out her gun and point it at this twelve-year-old kid because the twelve-year-old kid is in her, in somebody else's face, screaming, "Black lives matter." You know what I'm saying? She's saying, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, F the police, F the police. Get out of my town. Get out of my town. In front of this, in front of this group, So the lady pointing to herself, self-defense probably, who knows what she was thinking, put the gun on this little girl. This little girl freaked out. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get killed. I pulled her from the side. I said, pointing the gun at me. I've been screaming Black Lives Matter all day. I've been on my blowhorn all day. I've been across the street all day. Put the gun at me. I'm pointing at her. Pointing at me. What you, fear for? What you scared for? So I walked across. She walked away. I walked, walked across the street. The cops saw me. Because I was hot. The cops saw me. Instead of stopping the girl from, with the gun, they stopped me. Because I wanted to go take care of the little girl that was crying. She ran across the street and almost got hit. So I took off with her. Made sure she didn't get hit. and went to talk to the guy. That you're screaming at, say, "Hey, did you feel threatened by her, by her voice?" He goes, "No, I let her scream." I said, "So, did you know that the lady pulled a gun out on her?" He said, "He had no idea, no idea." And that's the picture that I sent to you, and had an officer standing right next to me, thinking that I was going to hurt this man. Nah, I was going to hurt this man. I just want to understand: Was he hurt by her voice? Was he? Did he feel? Did he, did he feel assaulted? By her, her, by her, being in his face, and he said no. So uh, what? The reason I give you the story is, they had the same situation going on in this Kenosha situation. People screaming, "Black Lives Matter, fuck the police!" Yada 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 yada. You know what I'm saying? Then they went home. But at that time, before before they went home, I don't understand why was a militia group there in the beginning with, with their weapons. I know they have the right to protect. They have a right to bear their arms. They have a right to carry. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, nobody was destroying the city. So I don't understand why they was there in the first place antagonizing the Black Lives Matter group in the first place. And the Black Lives Matter group saw them antagonizing them and they left already knowing what's going to happen. So if they saw the Black Lives Matter go, you get what I'm saying?
0: I get what you're saying. I think that it's all, uh, it's a, it's, it's a difficult. So with the story that you just said that that woman that pulled the gun, that, that is absolutely unacceptable. And you should never, you you should never pull your gun on somebody if they don't mean to harm you. I completely agree with that. But however, I, I do want to clarify though, that simply bringing a gun anywhere is, I mean, it is considered antagonizing, but it should not be considered antagonizing because, I think that if somebody is not brandishing their weapon, they just simply have it on them and they and you know that they have it on them. The whole reason they bring it is simply so that the people around them know it's there so that they don't try anything else. So it's not like they're saying that what you're currently doing is wrong. They're saying this bet. You better not bring it to me because you can see here I have a weapon. I think the moment they pull a weapon on somebody who is not trying to harm them. Yeah, I completely agree. That is a problem that woman should have that woman in your story she should have been she should have been arrested you you, sh- you can't pull guns on people
1: oh we got her arrested the day of i mean the day after it took she went home after that we didn't bitch and complain about what was going on she went and got arrested but they try to
0: lock they try to lock and i think she 100% should yeah. have she she deserved what she got she shouldn't have done that that's that we have the right to bear arms as in the sense that we have the right to have arms on us in case of a situation we don't have the right to point guns at people that's not a thing and i don't think that and that should not be we should not be able to point guns at people who are not harming us you know what i mean
1: exactly and, so that's. but that's why i was trying to get people to understand on the podcast it's like we can agree to disagree like i said i i agree that he protect himself i never said that he couldn't defend himself. I never said that he, you know, uh never said that he he didn't have the right to bear arms. At first, I thought he. At first, I was like, "What's a seventeen-year-old doing with a gun?" Yada, yada, yada. But I wanted to do my research and I'm gonna look at the laws in Wisconsin and uh, look at the legislation of gun law. And he was in his right. I looked at the. I feel like they should have did a uh, uh, a barrel diagnostics. That's what I feel like. I feel like they'd have done it for any situation if he wasn't white. They would. If he was black or a person of color, they'd have done a notched uh, a barrel diagnostic a gun diagnostic test, they'd have done all that. It's legal. They didn't do none of that. Uh they didn't show the medic bag. didn't to me they didn't show like key evidence in the trial. It was just like to me it was like, what the fuck? That's what I think. And uh people don't have to agree with me or whatever that's cool. That's something I will always do.
0: I do have a question though, then I guess in that situation. And this is just a question. You can answer it as honestly as you as you as you want to answer it. But my question is: If if the Kyle Rittenhouse situation was literally second for second exactly the same, but instead of a white man, it was a black man, and and not talking about like what would happen in court or what the jury would decide or anything like that, but do you think that the mainstream media, the media that we all listen to, would have tried so desperately to get him in trouble? So, so- Okay, so what we know is that the mainstream media is literally, they they won't rest. Every celebrity, every news outlet is trying to convince us that Kyle Rittenhouse was in the wrong and that he basically didn't have a right to self-defense, that he should be prosecuted. So my question is for you is that had it been a black man in the exact same situation, nothing different whatsoever, and not in regards to anything else police-wise or or court-wise, but just the mainstream media, do you think that the mainstream media would have said or pushed the narrative that the black man was wrong for self-defense?
1: I think I'm gonna do it two ways. I think the first way I'm gonna say it is, I think they will ridiculed really and destroy this man on the media. Reason being, we've seen a lot of situation that has been in self-defense or unarmed an situation and it's always black man or a felony black man or a criminal or a thug or whatever like that. You get what I'm saying? It would it have been different. Now, that's the first argument I'm saying. The second argument I would say is, I think they would try to paint him as what they're doing to Kyle Rittenhouse now. Some people would say that he's a, he's a vigilante. A lot of people say that he's, a, he's poetic and a, and, a, and a hero. And I think, in a certain instance, if it was the same as that case like Kyle... People can make the argument the same thing as Kyle. Like, oh, he was a hero. You know, I think it was still have the same topic. It was still we have the same talks.
0: But so I, I asked this question because I feel as though uh, well regardless of what people want to admit or notice, it feels as though the left is the only one that would have cared. So and I say and I say that in, in the sense that had it had it been a black man and somebody had come up to me and asked me and just gave me word for word what happened let's say like i said it was identical to the Kyle Rittenhouse situation and but it was a it was a 17 year old black man instead of a 17 year old white man i would have still said the same thing that i 100% don't believe he was in the wrong and i know that personally
1: i think i think you though know. see not not everyone is like no you. and i understand you know
0: that there's there is a lot of people on the right that there's a lot of people and i'm not going to lie there's a lot of people on the right wing that would say that or they would, they would suddenly have a different opinion. That's, you're, you're completely right. But I would also argue that majority of us are, are simply trying to look at the message of the fact that, that self-defense is self-defense. And, and I think that only the left would try to – or the left is the only one that's bringing up, oh, well, if he wasn't white, this, this would happen. Or if he wasn't white, this would happen. But it's like this isn't about whether or not he's white. This is about whether or not what he did was right or wrong. I mean, my opinion on whether or not what he did was right or wrong isn't based on on the color of his skin. I didn't I didn't even it, it wasn't even a question in my not, mind. until Somebody else brought up. Oh, well, if he was black, you know what I mean? It's
1: not a it's not to me. Like I, and like I said, on my podcast a couple of days ago, even Diamond, she said this is not a black or white issue. It could be. This could be. And that's why I think the black, the BMM, uh, the BMM and the BM supporters and Black Panther on them were kind of like. If you see their messages on Facebook, Parler, and Twitter, and all that, it's like, if it, if it was a black man, like, it, it's there. It have been many cases of a black man and of a black child. Just like, I mean, I'm going to keep it real with just like Trayvon Martin. Rest in peace. Just like the situation, he was a 17-year-old kid. Just went to the store, got his hood on. All he wanted to do was get some Skittles in Arizona. And then now some man that thought he had the right to come shoot this man because he thought he robbed somebody's house. You get what I'm saying? It, it, it's like, ooh.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of situations where, where, exactly. where, so people have been very stupid and, and done very stupid things. So what that I'm is saying what, is,
1: so what I'm saying is, is that uh, if the, if a black if a black child was in this in the situation as Kyle House, first of all, they'd have had his background and anything anything on the back him, his family, anything like that to 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 argue their statement about about the situation. So honestly, we probably won't even get to the point it to be like Kyle. I think he ought to be ridiculed and labeled as a murderer on spot. I don't think they would say self-defense. They would have to literally look up the evidence. Evidence. They have to look at the evidence, the videos, witness. They have to dig every single thing up to claim self-defense. You know what I'm saying? At that point, point, he would not be labeled a hero or a vigilante. He would be labeled a thug. He would be labeled a you know, Black man, black. he would have been labeled that that until he was found
0: innocent. But who do you think would be doing these labels? Because my question isn't about what you think the court would have done or decided. My question is just simply whether or not you think the media would have bashed him as hard as they would have bashed. Because the facts are they bashed Kyle Rittenhouse. The verdict came out that he was not guilty. And at that point, it should have stopped. But it didn't stop. The jury decided that he was in the right. And yet the media is still right now even... Um, making Kyle Rittenhouse out to be a murderer, and my, so my question is: Do you think, just in the media's responsibility, would they have made a would they have made a black man out to be a murderer?
1: Yeah, the media definitely would. I think uh, the left definitely would. I think the right as well would, in a certain sense. I think the right would make it like I don't think they'll look at look as into self defense so quickly. I think once they have the evidence, then they'll probably be like, "Oh, yeah, self defense." But I don't think from the first moment it would be. So I'm going to say both, left and right. I think the only people, that, I think the only people up, will have a chance to even think about it will be people that are independently, you know,
0: that will actually sit down and think about the situation. So the reason I bring this up is because uh, a lot of people want to attribute this case to white supremacy, but they don't, uh, most of these people don't even know that Kyle Rittenhouse is actually Hispanic. So it's not even, it's not even a, it's, and uh, so... So many people went into this thinking that it was a white man that shot three black people. Then they found out it was a white man that killed three or shot three white people. And then they realized, oh, wait, it was a Hispanic man that shot three white people. And yet none of our opinions changed when we found out he was half Hispanic. Like we that didn't have any effect on whether or not we thought it was self-defense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely right on that. And so and so and i and i ask about the media because um i don't remember the guy's name he was a famous rapper hold on he just recently got out of jail and and then decided to run over a bunch of people with his van uh i don't know about that story
1: i don't ca- so, i don't really carry cover celebrities stuff like that you know
0: <laughs> so i can't find the story right now but basically what happened is a man ran over a bunch of people with his van and was uh, it was thought to be racially motivated. We don't know if it was racially motivated. We don't.
1: Yeah, we don't know. That, the, yeah.
0: He he had a he had a history of going on his Twitter and basically bashing on white people a lot. Um, that's pretty much the only evidence that we have. No. Well, except for the fact that I think his previous crime was also assaulting white people that he seemed to have a problem with. But the point is, it doesn't matter what his motives actually were. The point is, is that the media. Had had a case of a black man that injured 40 people. He injured 40 people, four zero with his van, killed three of them. And the CNN and and, and MSNBC, they don't they are refusing to acknowledge the, the slightest fact that it's possible that this that this man ran over these people because they were white. And they, they weren't doing anything wrong. They weren't brandishing weapons. They weren't rioting. They weren't protesting. They weren't on the streets doing anything. They were just minding their business. And he takes a van and he runs them over. And again, it doesn't really matter what his motives actually were. But the fact that, that the, the left-wing media doesn't even want to consider the possibility that it was racially motivated, but yet they'll be super quick to say that Kyle Rittenhouse was racially motivated, even though he didn't even shoot anybody outside of his race.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think... Any any group that I'm I'm in, uh, or you know what we think, I don't think it was racially motivated. Uh, you know he obviously did shoot three white men, so I never when the, the story first came out, I never took it that way. I think a lot of people bring it as, uh, I think if people bring it as a race issue or a color issue It's because they they they're doing the what if. You know what I'm saying? It's always what if the black if it was a black it was different. What if was a black man? What if was a, a black child? You know that's why they bring it um in in the color you know what i'm saying um and I, the b l m does know the group that we are in uh, that we are in uh they they do know that it's not you know a black you know it's not he he didn't shoot a black person they they know that um it's just the 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 scenario of the situation that happened if if it was different if it was a person of color that's why they do that.
0: Well, and, and that's the and that's the issue that I have with this whole the media is whether it's right wing or left wing is always looking at things through a through a racial lens. And, and my issue is, like, had the, the people that he shot been or at least even just one of them had had he shot a black person that was trying to attack him? I mean, it, there was no doubt in my mind that everybody would be saying that this was racially motivated or that he was a racist. And, and, that, oh, and that, that was kind that, of scared yeah, me. If he shot a black
1: person, a person of color. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They'd be like, this is mostly, yeah, definitely, 100%, I agree with you on
0: that. And that scares me as someone who who is pro-gun and would like to be able to have the self-defense laws just be real straightforward in the sense that if if somebody breaks into my house or or somebody's attacking me, it doesn't really matter the situation. If someone's attacking me or, or my family, I'm not going to look at what color you are. I don't give a fuck what color you are. You know what I mean? And so... You heard... You heard- you heard that
1: what we, we said that on our podcast, too. And you also heard that we're programming choices, too. But we just wish that uh, I think what we talked about, I don't know if you heard it um, about like different scenarios. You know what I'm saying? Like if this group can do it, we should be able to do the same thing without without getting judged or, or without getting prosecuted or looked at. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're talking about. I'm because that's what
0: I think is if a black man was in the exact situation as Kyle Rittenhouse, I think 100 percent he should also have been acquitted on all charges, every single charge. If it was the exact same situation, I don't think the race should matter. But I I do think that we need to be a little bit more understanding of the possibility that something isn't always racially motivated in the sense that, like, if, you know, if somebody's attacking me, I, I can't afford to think for a moment about whether or not I'm going to be called a murderer on national television for just because the person I that was attacking me happened to be black and I shot him or Mexican or, or what have you like if I'm getting attacked I'm I'm gonna shoot regardless if it's a white dude an old man I you know what I mean I don't care what it is if you don't want to get shot don't attack me and so I it, it freaks me out that 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 the race even comes into it I mean obviously there's cases where people get shot specifically because of racism and in those cases they should be Ah, uh, prosecute it to the fullest extent of the law. Racism. We, obviously, we need to put a stop to that. But we can't go into every case, think with with our with our pitchforks and torches, thinking that oh, this is racism, and we gotta and we gotta stop it. If if it's not, then it's gonna cloud our judgment to when we try to proceed with the case. If we had went into the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case thinking that this was racially motivated, then then he wouldn't have stood a chance in court, even if that had nothing nah, to do with, with anything. I agree with you on that.
1: You can go ahead. Oh, yeah, I see. I definitely agree with you on that, 100%. And like I said on the show, I did talk about gun laws, and I'm definitely uh, pro-gun, for for sure. If you come to my house and try to threaten me or any situation like that, I'm definitely going to pop you. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're a girl or boy. I don't care if you're a dog, cat, squirrel, mouse. Don't care. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But... um, I do think we need to critique it in a way that the laws do protect our black people because when the laws were made, it was made, it was made for, for Caucasians and people not of color. And so that's why black people or, you know, uh, Latinos or anything like that, they always talk about, well, the laws protect y'all. If I do the exact same thing that you do, I get more, I get, I get the harsh, you know, a harsh penalty. You know what I'm saying? If I go rob a house and you go rob a house, and you get seven years, and I get fifteen years, but under the same law, we did the exact same thing. But the same law protects you and not me. That's what,
0: no, and you I agree. Get what that's, that's, you get what that's, I'm saying, and that's, that's what we not, talked about on the podcast. Okay. It's
1: like I, like I said, I have weapons. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. I have them. They are safe, and I don't use them unless I have to, and I don't try to put myself in a situation unless I have to. But if somebody come here, they know I'm going to, I'm going to pop your ass if you trying to fuck with my family. And I expect, I expect for you and any other American that has the right that's in a state that allows that stand your ground law, allow you to carry your gun law, you know, carry your gun, yada yada yada. But it
0: should be. So the issue that I have with that though is that is that because of because I okay, so I ask, oh, what if what if Kyle Rittenhouse had been a black man and the situation was the same? I ask that, but we know that that we we've never had two cases where they were just identical to one another, but but different races. So it's it's very difficult to actually compare something like that. So for the most part. It's just anecdotal. It's just a, a what if scenario. What we think might happen, and because of that, you know, and and and, the, and we have the media telling us what we should think and what we shouldn't think, or or the media telling us, oh, well, this is what would have happened if it was a if it was a person of color. That's just what they tell us, but we don't actually know that that's what would have happened because it, it's not what happened. You know what I mean? And so, so the 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 issue is that a lot of a lot of the hostility. That comes with 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 people thinking that, oh, these laws help you white people, but they don't help us per- people of color, is that we don't actually have any, any examples of when it was helping a white person and not helping a black person. I mean, we have plenty of cases. The issue is that we have plenty Hell of cases...
1: Hell no! Nah. What you mean? It's been plenty of cases. Well, uh, let me it's, explain. Been plenty, it's been plenty let of cases t- that white people, especially white people of power, white people that have money, they get away with Get away with so much shit that you know for a fact they're supposed to be in jail. Know for a fact they're supposed to be in jail. Well yeah, no,
0: I completely agree that people okay. I completely agree you that people who have a lot like, of money. You get what I'm saying? Definitely but have if, the
1: privilege. But what I'm saying is if a black person did the exact same crime, I don't care if he's a person of color a person uh he's a person of color. Person of color that has power.
2: Harvey. Weinstein. Gonna say that has power, that has money. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Thank you. And Bill Cosby. Same shit. Yeah. Same shit. And where's same Harvey shit. Weinstein? Oh, He's not even in jail. Like, what are you talking about?
1: How many how many years did Bill Cosby serve in jail? In prison. For the exact same. You get what I'm saying? It's laws. The laws protect tons of white people. The laws were made the in the constitution. The constitution cons- was made at a time when black people and people of color were slaves. You get what I'm saying? There were slaves. So what you tell yeah, me, so, you tell me no, you so tell me. So let me, me which law Back in the day, protected people of color.
0: No back in the day I will completely agree it was it, it was completely and I mean, law- I'm not denying that the United States has had a very racist history that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we've had we have such a a, a weirdly inaccurate court system to date where there are, there are instances where white people there are, yeah and so there are instances where white people are put away for things that they shouldn't have had to be put away for. We have Obviously, a lot of instances where black people are put away for things that they shouldn't have had to be put away for. But we also have instances where black people do get exonerated from crimes and white people get exonerated from crimes. And the issue is that we as a society have begun this process where we cherry pick this case versus this case when there are factors that. Come into play that aren't always to do with race For example uh, you know there's a number of, of white women and stuff that go to court And they get, they get exonerated or Acquitted because they're wealthy But we don't know that it's because they were white But we also have black people that were exonerated From cases that you know like O.J. Simpson For example was you know He suss as hell but you know They didn't prosecute him because the evidence wasn't there they didn't, they didn't continue to prosecute him because He was black but like oh you know the evidence Isn't here but you're a black man so fuck it Let's throw him in jail like that didn't happen you know, and so I'm saying that yeah, there is a lot of instances where where injustices are done. But my point is, is that injustices are done to everybody. Injustices are done.
2: How many? How many? How many black and Latino are in jail as opposed to white people?
1: The population is made of black people and Latinos right now in prison. That's it. And the biggest, That's system, it. There, the is biggest no, there is no
2: other argument that you can't say that white people don't get away with shit because they do look at this. If that was the case and race had nothing to do with it, there would be as equally as much white people as there are black and Latino in jail. And that's not the case. Because where I live where I live that well, is not that the defeat. case like a lot of white people get away with shit, and yeah it does have to do with the money, but on top of that, I mean that's generational wealth that goes back to what to fucking slavery that they got off all these other people's back and then they want to have the nerve to say oh that's not it like that's not why and it is like if you would just admit that that's what it is, we wouldn't have any discussion on what the problem is because that is the problem
0: so the The issue with that, though, is that that comes down to a question of demographics and population. Right. And so we we know that in this country, the majority of people in this country are white and And wealthy and wealthy.
2: Most of the people that are wealthy are white. Black people and Latino are barely coming up to that shit. Barely. And that's where I come back to generational wealth. Generational wealth has a lot to do with what people get away with and what they don't. Because if you come from a wealthy white family, well, yeah. of course, you're going to get away with shit. That helps. That helps. Obviously, your wealth helps. And obviously, your color helps. Because they're going to be like, oh, well, their grandpa, you know, established this town, this whatever, did this, did that. And they don't look at what the person does. They just look at where they come from. And if they and come from a you go look at running, the status
1: quo. I'm going to hit what she said. Look at the status quo. Go look at the schools. Go look at the clubs. Go look at the private clubs. I mean, matter of fact, go look at, and, uh, what's, that, what's the guy's name? What's the, he's going to this shit now? His wife is? What, what's the, I forgot the damn name. What, what's the damn name? I can't figure it out. I forgot. I can't figure it out right now, but she's going to her case on the 29th. Epstein's <laughs> wife. Look, look at that, the power. If you come from Harvard, <laughs> Stanford, you know what I'm saying? Those two private schools, how many people that know each other? That's family, that is generation wealth it's exactly what she's talking about it starts from that.
0: Any- well so here's the here's the issue with that i will i will completely agree that generation generational wealth has a lot to do with with an easing of a case wealthy in general has a lot to do with being able to ease people from a case because if, if yeah if somebody's throwing money at you you're probably gonna want them to to get off that's just a fact and and so yeah and there is there is a difference with yeah more white people have uh, a higher income than people of color in this country that that's also true but the issue is that to say that that's attributed to their whiteness is inherently just it's it's a logical fallacy because to say that that uh, that could that situation couldn't happen to a black man as well it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because think about this for example let's take a family that we know is currently wealthy and and has had power in this country so if let's say that in the future uh one of obama's daughters was to commit a crime and it was kind of like up in the air we didn't we didn't really have a whole lot of evidence or blah 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 or whatever maybe we had some evidence i don't know we know that obama's daughters are not going to go to jail and we we can't say so we can say that that's a general generational wealth thing that maybe obama threw some money at it got him out of jail but we can't say that it's because they're black that got them out of jail but we can say that when it's a white person throwing money at the case
1: because it happened so many times in our faces. That's why we say that as a as a as a as a country, as a you know, as a nation. That's why we say that. It's been hap- it's been done.
2: Yeah, and the only totally person that done. you can use as an example, like you said, that get got away with whatever it was O. J. Simpson. He's been the only one. The The only only, one, the only 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 one, name one other black man that hasn't completely like I just read in the news the other day that this man that was not guilty, didn't commit the crime, was in jail for how fucking long and they want to barely let him out after 40 years. Like, oh, but it but it's not because (laughs) I also
0: just read yesterday about a man who 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 was raided on by the SWAT and police and he shot at them and he was also acquitted of all charges because the police were were doing an illegal raid. They were not. How long was he in jail? How long was he
1: in jail? How long was that black man in jail? Go look. Go look right now and see how long he was in jail. Opposed to Kyle. That's why we say it's been. That's why we say what we say. It's been done. White people have got away with so much shit for so many centuries, man. Decades. Decades. You get what I'm saying? Decades. That's why we say it. Kyle been in jail. For eighty not even eighty-seven days, I think eighty-three days. So that is less than three months. That doing is, two what? Isn't well no three months is what? Less than three months. I don't know. Some shit like that. Anyway. But go look at the black man case when he got acquitted. Go look how long look go look how long he was in jail. Go look. You can go do your research. You can go do your research. That's why we say that's why we say what we say. Hold on, give me a second.
2: And I'm not saying that all white people are feel like this and don't, you know, understand the problem. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I I do know some white people that do understand the problem and they do see their white privilege because it does exist. Like whether you want it to apply it to your life or not, or want to admit that you've had some advantages because of your, you know, whatever your race. Like that's completely on you, but you have to take on account all the other races that are saying the same fucking thing.
0: So I come at this from kind of a a unique perspective because uh, I grew up in Costa Rica, which is a country third world country that yeah, it's a third world country that doesn't have any white people in it. So. So I I firsthand experience a lot of the things that you guys were talking about as far as what people of color in this country experience because in Costa Rica, the white is the minority. There's, like, one white person for every, like, 200 Costa Ricans. It's it's hard to come by another white person. And they treat white people there, like, really badly. So I'm not, like, I'm not blind to the possibility of of this happening in, in America. But what I do see, though, is that... It's it's very different in a first world country because in a third world country, there's no rules restricting them from just doing whatever the heck they want to white people. There's I mean, and there's there's like they white people aren't allowed to work in Costa Rica. They can't they can't um, they can't have jobs unless unless they own the business, which is extremely hard to do. It's everything. Food is twice as expensive for white people. I mean, this is all stuff that's happening legally. You go into a store, they see that you're white. They charge you twice. And so. That I see that stuff, you know, happen in in those countries, and I don't see that stuff happening here. And so, it's not that I don't think that it's possible. It's just that I see it being a very toned down version of what of what people think it is.
1: I'm gonna break it down for you. You said you don't see. Yeah, you know, yeah, you lived in Costa Rica, and then uh, you experienced a lot of what the Ticos and Ticas did. To you know, to, to the you know, to the Caucasians out there, or I would say, Gringos or or uh, white Americans in South America. I seen it firsthand as well too with you, and uh, yeah, I agree with you in a, in a sense. Now you lived in America all your life. You live you from you know you're from uh, from Michigan and all that stuff like that. So you grew up. Well people gotta understand? He grew up around all type, like all types of different cultures. So he's seen both sides. Now, if he sees that he doesn't have a, a privilege, that's on, that's on him. I kind of feel like he does have an advantage a little bit. If he doesn't realize it, then that's on him. But he does. Just just how you was brought up, you still do. Now, what you're saying is, is that you think minorities, or I don't know if you think this, but minorities go through shit behind, like we get mistreated behind the scenes and it's covered up and it's, and it's hidden. It's like if my, girl, my little girl go do something and she knows she did it, it's like, always oh, gonna cover it up. Don't tell your daddy, I'm gonna give you some candy and cover it up. And that's how it is in, inside America and in the society right now. It's, they make it 10 times harder for black people. Like right now, if me and you go apply for the same house right now, I got this, the same amount of money as you. Like everything, we're equal. You gonna know say who, who, who gonna get the house?
0: Who gonna get the house? I mean, you want my honest opinion? I don't, I don't think I, I would say that it would make a difference. I mean, it, maybe, maybe you've experienced that, something many, differently, it differently,
1: but I, w- I wouldn't many, think that it would matter. It would have been many instances of that. Right now, it's going on in Utah. If you're not Mormon or considered Mormon or in the church Mormon, you ain't getting any type of system, uh, any type of help. You're, gonna say you're not getting a house. You're not getting your connection to drop. But that's a religious purpose. But that's what America does to you. America does religious. And they do uh, uh, certain jobs, certain connections, schools. It's, it's, it's the categories of what you are in. You know what I'm saying? Even for black people, black people are inside certain like say that black person go to Stanford, he's, he has a higher chance than a regular black person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like a, if he's like a high fatigued black person, he has a higher chance, but he's still going to get looked at as less, no matter how high he is or how powerful he is. That's how America no values how smart- you. No matter how much. That's how, that's how America values you. Is your worth? Your worth is, is dollar signs, and on top of that, is the color of your skin. Period. I've been I've been there in many instances, many, many, many times. So, and I know for a fact, I know for a fact, I have these high credentials. I know for so, a fact.
0: So let's just, for an instance, then just uh, just like uh, bring the topic down a little bit further. Let's just say for a second that white privilege is one hundred percent real, just for argument's sake. That There's no argument on it. We can see it in a day-to-day basis that it's 100% real. Um, let's, so what do you think then would be the proper way to treat white people going forward knowing that they know they have a privilege? Maybe maybe most of them don't want it because none of us want to be at least none of the people I know. I know that there are racists out there, but I also think that anybody can be racist. I know that there are a lot of, of, of white people too.
1: I used to think um, that I was a racist. I just realized that I, I don't like people. But at the same time, the more I, the more right. I grew up is that I want to help people. I want to help ordinary people.
0: The more, the, the more- so, so my question then is, so if we know that a lot of these white people don't, they want to help. At least, I mean, at least, at least we know the white people on the Democrat side, they want to help. But, so do we think then that, that this whole white guilt thing should, should continue? Do we think that, that, ta- that making white people feel guilty for just being white is a good idea?
1: Mm, no because my you know what we're trying to push I think what me and what black is trying to push is this is that we're trying to educate Caucasians we're, we're trying to educate everybody and the main reason I do what I do is I think every culture should experience everyone's culture I feel like if we learn about each other it wouldn't be so much stigma it wouldn't be so much hate it wouldn't be so much Oh, uh, what's, what's the word called Oh, you just you just like I thought you was. I knew you I knew you like chicken. I knew you steal. I know you if you go to the store, you're not gonna come back. Stereotype. I knew I knew all that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I knew that because of this and that. But the moment that we go learn about each other and actually learn about each other's cultures, learn about each other's traditions, learn how we speak, learn how we talk, do things, learn how we dress and do things and continue to do that, I feel like we'd be better. And I feel like it wouldn't be so bad on the white community community. And such as white guilt but they have to be willing to learn and that that to accept they have to understand that this is actually happening this is true and a lot of Caucasians don't think that way they're like oh well you can do exactly what I can do or black people can do this because they they have loans because you're black oh I, I I can't do this like they, they they try to find a way I'm like no bro don't try to find a way to run around what the issue is Just accept the fact that you do have white privilege and accept the fact that this does go on. And if you don't if you don't feel that way, that means what? That is your perception of white guilt.
0: So let me explain. So let me explain something then from a from a conservative standpoint of of what. So, okay, so this is still continuing the idea that white privilege is 100 percent real. And we're going to just explain something or I'm going to explain something from from a conservative standpoint uh, as to why a lot of people who are like far far right still have such an issue um why they will always have an issue ever coming to that conclusion and why current tactics going on will never get them there and and so the reason for that is
1: because they think they better than everybody else and they think they can't learn shit they think they know every motherfucking thing they think they're a hierarchy. they think Well, what it is, is that, okay. It's just people
2: in power that don't, that don't get with the fucking times. Like, look at all the senators and all the representatives, they're old as fuck. Like, you think that they're not going to have some of their, uh, shit, like rooted into them since, you know, they've been around for however long seeing how it affects the public and for their own decisions that they do. Well, I definitely
0: think we should, I definitely, I definitely think we should have an age limit on our current politicians. I completely agree that we have way too many old people in politics right now. But but what I want to explain real quick is that it's not it's it's if the right wing even detects a hint of hypocrisy, they they sit on that because that's just kind of how they are. Um, So what it is so like, okay, so for a while, like it's it kind of happens on TikTok a little bit, but it, it used to happen mostly on Vine. Back when that was a thing. And what it was is that there was all these these black creators um that were genuinely really funny but every so often they would come out with a video that would be like white people be and then they would just proceed to stereotype white people and be kind of really rude and i'm not gonna say racist because it wasn't really that far they weren't trying to be hateful but they were they were they were making jokes like oh white people can't season their food and then they'd like eat the food and be like oh this is shit no wonder you're white or something like that and and the issue is that when a, when someone from the far right sees videos like this being widely accepted as just being okay to make, but yet the reverse being like, "Oh, a white person would never be able to get away with making a video about "Oh, black people be like," and then and stereotype them, that would never be okay. I don't think it should be okay, but the fact that it's okay for the mainstream media or movies or TV to just absolutely dog on white people and stereotype them. But not in reverse, then you have the then it will just further the the far right's view of of racism. They'll say, well, how can we have a privilege if 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 we can't if there are plenty of things that we can't get away with doing that, that people of color can. So it's y- you see what I mean?
2: But I mean, all of that and even just uh, people now imitating, I mean, who is the one that started like blackface? And stereotypes and well, all yeah, of like- that shit. Like, I mean, p- black people didn't come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, the karma that, you know, reaps from what you sow. <laughs> that. Okay, of see, so- course, okay, like, okay, now... The- ...is still accepted to this day. Like, how many white people... Like, just for example, like the fucking Kardashians. Like, how are they not um, making a profit out of black people's culture? And they get away with it, and they have money, and they're cute, and all of this shit. But, I mean, you look at shit like that, and it's still a profit.
0: So, so the issue with that, okay, so I'm, I'm, is that there are a whole group of people on both the left and the right that are white that want to see things get better for both sides for, see get things get better for everybody to, to see a place where we never feel the need to, to, to talk about race because race doesn't have, we we will we dream of a world where race has zero effect on anything. We, every, no matter who you are, that's, that should be what you want. But the issue is that, and, and you're completely correct that, that there was a long period of time where it was completely accepted for white people to dog on 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 black people or gay people or or what have you on on the media that's that's a fact you're right the issue though is that it is no longer currently accepted for us to do that so it's not it's not progressive to say it's it's the people of color's turn to make fun of white people if the if the problem is that we want to end racism then it sh- then then it doesn't it doesn't help to have that be allowed, and I'm not even saying it in the sense that, oh, people of color are specifically being racist, as in ending that racism. But like, if 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 white people see that on the TV, it does make them resentful that that that, that kind of thing is allowed. Because, sure, in the past we've that that has been allowed for white people, but there are there are tons of, I mean, teenagers, twenty twenty year olds. I mean, I'm only twenty three. Like, I I've never I've never been alive in a, in a in an era where that kind of thing was allowed for white people to do but i have grown up in an era where that was allowed for people of color to do so i've only ever seen it this way so i i understand that it definitely did happen but don't you think that it would be a lot more beneficial for nobody to be able to do that nobody gets their turn on top there's no karma nothing we just end it here and now and go forward as one
2: yeah and i can agree with that i mean i don't think that i mean the the uh well, how do I say it? I don't think like the problem solving comes with, you know, people of color now being racist um, to white people. I don't think that, of course, that doesn't fix anything. But at the same time, like I feel like, you know, if white people, like I said, did acknowledge that they, they do get white privilege because of their color of the skin that would go a long way because you are you know you're saying like let's hypothetically think or let's hypothetically argue that you know white privilege is real like it is very real and you when you wouldn't know it because you have not experienced because you are a person that is white like unless you're any other color you wouldn't know what it was like to experience that kind of thing
0: well, I, I, goes, I say like, let's think it has, about it.
2: It goes with experience. And I mean, that I know of, you know, I don't think that any white person has ever been through anything that was specifically targeted because of the color of their skin.
0: So when I say that, let's think about uh, white privilege being real hypothetically, I mean it in the sense that. I think I might have been muted. So I say that because. um I w- I'd say that we should think of white privilege hypothetically in the sense that I want to be able to hear what your guys' solutions are without like, you know, because partic- I'm not I'm not here to argue whether or not white privilege is real. But I do want to know still like what you guys would believe the a good solution would be. So I say I say let's think of it as 100 percent real uh, s- just so that, you know, I'm not going to argue with you about, you know, your experiences or anything. I just want to I want to know what you would do going forward. Well, you know, I have a
1: podcast and radio host and stuff like that. So I think uh, it's just education purposes that I'm trying to teach. Uh, you know, our white, you know, white people. You know, you know my wife. I'm dating, and here, you know, my wife is white. So um, to have the seven conversations that we have, she understands a little bit. She understands more. On, on top of that, she has interracial children, so she's going. She kind of see the map that I'm doing, and uh, and that she's doing as well. But I think as a nation, I think it just it has to have these hard conversations. And both parties have to be understanding. They have to be willing to put in the work. Uh, putting in the work can mean different things. It can mean people can do education systems. People can have, uh, I think, people doing meetings. Uh, I think protests work in a sense, but not as much. I feel like it causes more harm than, than none. And people have to be willing to break I'm not going to say break the law, but I think we have to reinvent the law, to be fair. Uh, it's just a lot of things that we can do. I'm not going to get into all that right now because it is Thanksgiving. And I do have a couple podcasts about the things that we would do.
0: Uh, and I'm getting pretty hungry. But uh and you yeah. Got, uh, yeah, I've actually got to get going now because I've got to I got to help yeah. cook Thanksgiving meal as well. Yeah, um, it's like I, I just I, I just wanted to wrap up with one last thing before I go. Um, just just a little bit of a, of an example of, of some things that that we all do need to work on is that um i mean even just in the comments of this this video alone we see uh, a guy saying white man brendan is blind look at look at the white man trying to spit fags you ain't spitting white man like i understand that you know i was saying some pretty contra- controversial stuff the issue with that is that i think we sh- should all be able to admit there's no way that anybody would have been okay with like me going in the chat and saying Oh, look at the black man spitting back, I wouldn't have been able to say that, but yet oh, you know this just goes on, yeah. undetected, and I'm not even hurt yeah. by it. I don't. I don't really care, but I'm just. I'm just saying like that. Just the kind of stuff I was talking about that yeah. if we want to end racism as a whole, then we then we do need to end racism as a whole.
1: And- yeah, as a whole, and not be and not, and not be a hypocrite. You know, and I I get that a sense too. Uh, and people do that. People people do that. And uh, you can always you know call that out or whatever talk on that. But I do agree with you on that racism it needs to end in a hole. And they got people that are Latino, people that are black, people that are Asian, people like it's racist everywhere. It's not just a black and white thing. I think the black black and white is more glorified, it's more magnified and, and enhanced. And uh, but it's, it's racist all over. And uh, I mean you can see that have an anti uh, anti they have an anti uh, Asian hate crime bill going on now i wish black people get that bill i really do um but i, I want it for latinos and i also want it uh, i want it for latinos i want it for israelites i want it for everybody uh because we shouldn't be slandering and hating everybody uh for no reason especially if you don't really you know study I mean, study you know i i agree 100
2: like i don't want to you all but like i think it's just like now in this time of age for us to be even having like those sort of you know It bills and stuff pass just because people, you know what I mean? Like, this is a melting pot. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand. Like, there's so many races here. There's so many, so much culture. Everybody adds so much to America, which is why it makes it so great. So it's like, I just, I just wish that everybody, like, Would see that we're a lot more alike than we are different, and even if we are whatever color that we are, I mean, we're all looking for the same thing. We all want happiness. We all want, you know, our family to be good. We all want, you know what I mean, to live a good, prosperous life. But it's like, you know, like you said, like you have all these things, and it just you know what's crazy, like,
1: like sorry, um, Jess, but I agree with you that that's what we all want. But I was literally having a conversation with another person the other day, and they were saying. I need to get that idea out of my head because some people don't want that. Yeah, that's crazy. Somebody told me that too. I, I thought what you thought, yeah, we all just want to live and, you know, be around and have, live, have a life and, you know, support our families. And my example was if you give everyone a car, a nice house, somewhere to put their family, um, you know, that's what everyone wants, really, a roof over their head, nice income. He said, no, some people just want to just cause trouble. Yeah, and uh, somebody uh, somebody told me that too. I think one of my supporters, uh, Troy Anderson, out there. He's 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 the guy I actually look up to. That started this whole Black Life Movement Matter out here.
0: and not to cut you off real quick, but I actually gotta go, so I'm a I'm a I'm gonna check out. But yeah, to I'm gonna check out
1: too saying. soon. But uh, I'm gonna just make this uh, statement: is uh, he told me that same thing too? Like at first I say, well, everybody needs to have love. Everybody needs to do this, and everybody needs to do that. And he go, well, you know, you know, Nick, not everybody sees it that way. They gonna say, I love. Yeah, I love, I do come at love. I love my family and my traditions, but I just don't love you. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with that 100%. And I just feel like it's still a way that we could change that. And it's going to take, you know, years and maybe even another decade. I might not even be here when it actually is like that. But that's what make America, if we want to make America great, that's what it takes. I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take for everybody literally to put the difference aside and, and, and uphold America. That's what I think. So that's why I'm gonna end off tonight. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and enjoy, get fat, and go, and go, cowboys. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> happy
2: Thanksgiving, guys.
1: Bye bye.